Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parishat as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings and welcome. I am Parisha, your host on Windows in Your Mind. This show is brought to you by Law of Attraction Radio Network, the voices of consciousness and spiritual evolution. Windows in Your Mind is a never-ending journey into the unfolding of the unknown and the frontiers of consciousness and discovery. We discuss the magnificence of who we are, a humanity of divine origins and the embodiment of the I Am. We are in the evolution of understanding ourselves as players of the universal flow of change and come to the realization we are not in the universe. The universe is in us. There is a galactic gathering and we need to know what's being communicated. We discuss the expansive range of quantum and the realization of coherence in our place in the cosmos. We discuss the validation of psychic perception and esoteric wisdom of ancient beginnings as time before time and ancient futures. We exist in the field of intention and abundance, a field of infinite possibilities. You make a difference and you matter in this world. By the command of Great Spirit, you are chosen to be. Your fingerprint says you are the original and only one of you. You are the chosen, and you are the one you have been waiting for. It is our time, and we are the star seeds. It is wonderful to have you take this time to join us today. And it says to me that you have come determined to achieve greater levels in life and have chosen to claim your power and resolve those challenges. Our program today is for all of you who have come to the realization of needing to go further than you have ever gone before. Together, we burst down the walls of pathways of habitual thinking and are fully charged and ready to step into our natural birthright of joy and abundance. So let's begin. We are a circle of wisdom keepers and our gate is to south. 
and our keeper is the wolf, Wea. Welcome, beloved. It is good to have you and to spend this time. Well, here we are again at Windows in Your Mind. This is your host, Parisha, and it is just fantastic to be able to talk to you and enjoy the fact that I am talking to like-minded and to know that there is a force out there that is determined without negotiation that there will be a greater consciousness and that we will evolve to peace and respect of all peoples. Anyway, in saying that, it's due to the fact that I've been actually running around now for better than a week with a whole lot of very determined people. A lot of people right now are coming out forward to small groups that have been working on the inside of peace and world evolution for longer than time itself. So there are many indigenous cultures and there are many people who have aligned themselves to the fact that consciousness will evolve to the greater good of humanity and all life. And it's just so rewarding here at doing 55, 60 years of this work to just see how wonderful and powerful it all is now. And uh, there's a couple of things that have been brought to the surface as we've met and discussions have taken place. And I'm going to talk about some of that today here on Windows in Your Mind. And again, I want to give great appreciation to Jules and the LOA radio network that we're actually broadcasting through. And to say that she's an extraordinary person and that she's in my life is a blessing. And that she's there and knowing the work that's gives me great confidence in what I can do and where, how effective this all can become. So for Jules, I am eternally grateful. And for my engineer, Deb, I deeply appreciate that she makes sure she can find me almost on any corner of this earth. And she's doing that today. In fact, we're actually broadcasting off of a generator because I'm out in the field. So uh, this is a wonderful opportunity for us all. And, and of course, there's absolutely gratefulness for you the listeners and those who tune in and bring the word forward to many others that we can't reach so today one of the things that has a great deal of concern in the elders and the people who actually live off the grid uh, they want no modernization they seek no modernization yet they don't miss a tick and they're never off a minute and it's just amazing to me uh, to be with them and see how up-to-date they are on things and knowing they have no media, no technology. They're purely tuning in for from the abilities of being a human. And that's just so encouraging because we have become a society very dependent on technology. And, uh, it you know, they keep reminding me to remember and remind you that that technology was birthed through the mind and the power of the mind uh, and that if we can create it, so have we got it. So I want to put that in there for you. But when we say that consciousness is evolving and, and we, you know, we have many names for the things that are going on, conscious movement, uh, you know, uh, conscious energy, and we're using the word consciousness as my point on many, many levels and trying to express ourselves again, to express what we're, what we're reaching for when we say consciousness. And one of the things that 
the gatherings have brought to really full attention is the, the lack of activity and assimilation of what has been given in order to provide the greater consciousness. And I have to say that's probably one of my pet peeves when I'm working with people and with, uh, you know, definitely students of, of greater awareness, is the fact that they have give, been given extreme knowledge and are well uh, educated. And, you know, they like to go talk about it and listen, you know, you can go out here and for two cents, every, you know, people will download everything they've read and everything that they say they know. But then it's, you know, where's the evidence of it? You know, how have you applied it? And that's the greater theme, I think, that has come out of the many gatherings that I've been in over these days and nights. And, uh, you know, it's like the proof, the evidence of what we're talking about, though the conversation is based on a lot of probably etherical knowledge, okay, meaning it isn't often in, you know, evident in the physical world and the material world, but very much there in the awareness of those who see way beyond that. And uh, they don't see the evidence, you know, the, one of the points that a gentleman brought up, a grandfather of just great respect, that said, you know, he had his grandsons take him out into some different cities. They drove to different places because he just wanted to be in the presence of the people and to watch and to understand because he was he was in the mind that was saying there should be so much more evidence. We should be so far ahead of all of these things that are brought to us. We, you know, world peace should be farther advanced than it is. You know, the, the, the lack of respect for each other's way of worship should be already resolved. And so there were different things that he was having concern with. And when he come back and sat with us and, and brought all of his particular thoughts to us, he, he shared how disappointing it was to be in these particular grids of people and you know, their minds and everything. And he said it was just, it was sad. He said, I don't know. And he's like about 97 years old. He said, I don't know in my whole life had I felt sadness, but I felt sadness for them. That it, it's present, but it's like it's invisible to them and they walk through it and they don't walk their talk. In other words, what he's saying is that they know better but they practice not. And so then there was the chiming in of several others that were actually on the same page with that. And it was good to hear it because sometimes, you know, I, I practiced not wanting to linger in the negative and anything that would be considered uh, negative or opposite of something that I stand for, I will present it and, and share it because I want to make sure people are aware of the opposite. It isn't a matter of propagating or saying I approve or this is how I feel. It's a matter of saying, have you seen this and what are your feelings on this? And what are your ideas? You know, how, how can you go about seeing a change in this? You know, and it's never about going against. Please understand that the strong point of all of these gatherings is that there is no against 
that's being talked about or practiced or being even part of the thought process of these beautiful beings. It's the fact that they put everything that they have, all of the energy, all of the trust, all of the everything that's valuable to them is what they represent and what they talk about and what they stand for. And they find it very uh, disappointing, again, I guess is a word I'm going to use, that people don't understand that you're when you're putting your energy and you're, you're very focused and you're very much involved in opposing something, that you're feeding it. You know, that for you to be sad or for you to be angry or for you to be very much against something, you're actually feeding it. It's when you put your energy and your focus and your time and your efforts and anything else that you're applying to it, you're giving it the energy to continue and to be stronger. And that's the basic, you know, pretty much the food of thought that we dwelt with with these last two particular gatherings is that do the beloveds know that, you know, while they're righteously fighting and and uh, thinking, you know, that they have to get out and make war against the stuff that they don't want to have happen, are they aware they're participating and it's going stronger because of the attention and the focus and the energy that they're putting toward the resistance? And, uh, no, I don't, I truly trust, and I shared that, I truly trust that, when I'm one of the ones that's out here walking between earth and sky, meaning I'm, I'm very much in the public flow of teaching and sharing and uh, bringing forth, you know, the translations and stuff like that of our tablets. Uh, that has been my position. That's been where I've been asked to serve. And I tell them in most of the time, they're usually checking in with me, getting data downloads or uploads, however you want to see that happening. And uh, they know then what, what is going on because they can monitor how I'm moving about and what I'm watching and observing. And like they'll, then they bring back questions that, you know, I have no answers for. I ask many of the wonderful and powerful people that I work with that are definitely here on great purpose. I ask them, you know, why are why are you not assimilating it? Why is it that you're reading it and you can't talk it? You know, this is what indigenous people reference when they say walk the talk. It means if you have collected the knowledge and you can actually discuss it, share it, and even do what we might call a teaching on it, you know, how are you really showing it? And you don't have to go through so much explanation if you're the example of it, you know. And that's what's important, the assimilation of all the wonderful things that you now have access to. Um, I've gone to programs where people will say to me, well, what do you think of so-and-so? And I, I always go to a blank when they say that to me. I kind of look at them and I just draw a blank, and it's like, why would you ask that? And they usually say, well, I've attended, or I was, you know, I, I heard this, or I heard that. And I, I always say to them, but you're asking me to judge and actually determine 
the good, the bad, the negative, or the positive of this person. Isn't that what we're resolving? The right and the wrongs and the, the labeling of the goods and the bads? You know, understanding is what we teach to understand, to respect, and to understand. Then you can make choices. You know, I don't want to make anyone believe or, or think that I'm in great approval of everything. You know, whatever the word approval means to you, okay, to am I in favor of or am I in support of, okay? Uh, no, absolutely not. And that is where I'm going when I have compassion. I have understanding. I know why they think they're doing that. I think I know that they're thinking what they're doing is, is the greater good of what they should do. You know, and that, that's the kind of thinking they're doing. But it isn't something I'm going to participate in. You know, it's not something that I, that's on my list of, you know, great greatness in this world. So, you know, when you study and you understand energy and you understand the field of duality, and you understand the field of opposites, you know, our medicine wheel or our sun circle, some call, is based on opposites. And in this dimension of materialization of, of what things can be, there, there is a need for one to have the other. So, you know, when we go around saying we're going to destroy negativity and we're going to resolve all negative things and everything, Whenever I hear people say that, I realize they don't know what they're talking about. You know, they have, they're missing an element of information there. One exists because of the other. Now, if we're going to run around and say that we are all in favor of loving and caring for each other, then we have to understand abuse and hate. Understand. See, the key word there was understand. Not participate, but understand. And uh, when you read the scriptures in, in all religions, in the, the years of theology, I mean, every time I hear a, another uh, group or a particular uh, belief that someone's practicing, I get very much interested in, and I get very much, you know, in search of that and, and listening to it, observing it and seeing where it's going. So sometimes, you know, uh, a particular sect will have a beautiful policy of beliefs and stuff but they're not practicing it they only you know they they only use it to make wrong of somebody else's well where, where are we going with that okay and then you know to actually make another your enemy where are we going with that how, how is it that we're saying all these things and we're understanding and and consciousness is rising and we 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 think we can afford to do that we think we're going to actually bring beauty and all the wonderful virtuous things we can discuss by being like that. You know, uh, recently in discussing, uh, actually being confronted by a person who was very upset that they thought that I was actually uh, vindicating, validating, whatever, people using weapons and guns, especially all of this stuff that's running around out there about guns. And my statement is, why are we focusing on the guns? We need to focus on the situation of why a person picked that gun up and killed somebody. See, the gun is just laying there. It's doing nothing. 
It is the person who picked it up that instigated and created the killing. Okay. And we can say a knife. We can do it with a knife. We can do it with a club. We can pick up a stone. You know, if we're looking for something to kill and kill with, I mean, that's what we need to be talking about. That's what we need to be looking at. We need to understand how consciousness is actually coming to such levels of carrying out things like that. And what I've watched in all the research I've done on it, when you see the person that has actually participated in the killing, they have such a depth of compassion for them. It's what brings a being to such a decision and act of just total violence. And to realize that after they've done it, they either go in some kind of state that's almost like a, a withdrawal from consciousness and just an existence, just just not feeling, just trying to exist there. Or they experience a great amount of remorse and don't even understand themselves why they resorted to such as that. It is, it's part of what we have to look at and know that in the oneness that all of the new sciences are teaching and in the oneness that religions try to speak of but do not practice. In that oneness, we're all participating in that. We're all part of whatever is happening. And that's what the subject of the gatherings are. Is Are they aware? Do, do, they, do they not understand after they've learned and after they've studied? Mm -hmm. Are they not understanding? The, the very, you know, responsibility, responding with the ability to use this way to, to uh, resolve and to unlock the bitterness, the hate, the abuse, and the whatevers? Do they not? Grandfather, grandmother, they don't understand. They know, they've learned, they're not doing, they're not walking the talk. Walking means you're doing it. Walking the talk means you can talk it because you've read it, you've understood, you're very intelligent. It's the assimilating it, it's the doing it that is the actual progress and the challenge to bring it into your life and stand strong with it. Even in the face of the fears that come up as you're resolving old beliefs and old ways of survival and existence. There's where the proof is. There's where we make the distance that we need. This, you know, this is where the grandfather was looking for the evidence. You know, no, no one that I know would say this can be easy for you. I want to change that a little bit. I think it can be. I just don't think that most people experience it. The surrendering to it is allowing everything that you fear and 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 are concerned that what if this don't work what if what if this doesn't work for me uh, you know some people can just do this I can't um, you don't understand I mean I hear all of this and they do too but that's the challenge it does work we validated in everything you could possibly need for validation in the studies in the sciences even in the religions when they practice it even in our ordinary everyday life, it proves itself. You just have to do it. And that doing seems to be what 
stops the progress that we can have in the evolutionary cycle of humanity's growth in consciousness. So you're not alone if you're looking at something and you realize it's going to challenge your monetary status, that you're kind of doing your own thing about how you get your money and you realize you have deceptions in it and you realize it's based on something that's a little shoddy or unstable. And you have come to see some, what you would consider some progress with that. And now you're being told that that might not be so much on positive or, or the more the good part. You know, those words that you use, that, that you start seeing that. Because in your, in your heart of hearts, you know, there's no, you know, when people do something that actually is harmful, I have never been in the presence of one who is actually telling the truth when they say they didn't know. Yeah, we do. We know. And in that knowing, you're either doing something or rationalizing it in whatever way you can. But when we have people who come forward and change, and I don't know if any of you read sometime, it has to be maybe a couple of years now, to where there were six millionaires and more than millionaires, they had more than just a few million to talk about, gave up all of their wealth, gave up all of their richness, all of their money, and started over again in, in, in search and knowledge of this working so that they could have peace with their money. You know, having many people sell out so much to just acquire some physical dollars that are not very stable, even in this economy, they're not stable. But what have you given up in self-worth to have it? So these guys all gave it up just to, in themselves, come to a place to where the money didn't own them. And the very, the very respect of themselves was involved in, in the end result. And it's just, you know, it, it's that one of those places. And the other places in relationships, you know, uh, talking to women's groups over the last five years, I, uh, I was totally amazed at when women get together and we go through the circle of truth and the bonding and everything, how many women admit that they went into marriage and relationship with what they called their motive? or their agenda, which was to live by what they called old school thinking of a man is your security and that you must actually live a lie and make this man think that you're sexually satisfied, that you're happy and appreciative of everything that you have and that he is the connection to your joy and your peace and everything else. And these women admitting that there was a cold, uh, a frigidness, and a bitterness that ate them up because they were trying to live something totally not true. And then there was great discussion on how many women pretentiously act out satisfaction in order to stroke the ego or, or assure the man that they're whatever, whatever. And I, you know, in the manner of how I was raised, it's like, oh, you know, there's just, what are you talking about? How did you ever think that in some way he's not going to know that? You really believe that you got 
got over, you know, over him with that. They just, you know, the men now talking into the men's circle and being with the men in circle, they would say, you know, uh, well, if, if I take the outward appearance of things, I think I have a good home and a good marriage, but I really feel that there's something missing between me and my wife. I, I feel that there's something unsaid. You know, they use uh, many ways to reference it. But what they're talking about is the deception. They feel it. They just don't know how to see the whole picture of it because the outward act is saying one thing, but the inward knowing is calling something else out. How insane is that? How 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 is it we're living up to finding a relationship that actually extends itself into the happiness that we have to have. No one can give you happiness. It has to be within you. You have to come to have that peace with yourself. It has to be the respect you feel for yourself. It must be the love that you have for yourself. You know, and some people will say, well, that's very egotistical, and why would you say you have to love yourself? Listen to me. Listen to me. Where did you get that body? How did you get here? Of what source do you see that being? Call it by whatever sacred name that you speak for it. But then you have to understand it is the source of this magical experience you're having called life. And you can't have that clinging to and holding to someone else. And I don't care if that's a, a, a husband, a father, a, a, a woman, or a teacher, or a guru, or whatever you're giving yourself to. I don't even care if you're clinging to the prophets and claiming that's your seed of happiness. To own happiness, you have to find it in here, in you. And in that comes the realization of just how very important your purpose is. That you were chosen. I hear many religions talking about the chosen and that being given uh, accredited to one source, one person. How did you get here? Why are you here? What, what, you know, did you fall off the edge of the table or are you the scraps or the remnants of whatever the chosen was? You have purpose. You make a difference. You matter. You're counted. When we really go to walking the talk, that's what emerges. And that's the consciousness that will deliver the world that we are being called here to do. So you touching that in yourself, you, you loving yourself, is being appreciative of the body. One of the things that's very evident in the, the sciences that have evolved, uh, quantum physics and the many other uh, interests of biology and the chemistry and everything, the one thing that we know that can be proven now with the advancement of technology and many of the wondrous things that we're exploring and seeing in that, not wanting you to rely on it, but at least at this point, where you're coming to your realization that you at least can see it from there, is that the observer is whatever you have often referred to as the soul 
or the actual connection that makes us in the brings the body into the oneness okay and it it there's this circle of energy and information and knowledge and whatever okay so the observer the soul is sending that energy to the body and the body is temporary the body is definitely the gift of the mother earth herself our body stays here okay you can't go outside this dimension and have the same vessel of which you work here on this planet with okay you need to get over that if it's a shock to you you may be able to duplicate the etherical image but you're not going to take the body it belongs to her okay and in the experience of this wonderful exchange of how the observer the soul constantly is connecting to the body and is in action with the body and then the body being the database that actually then sends back and collects and is a part of that open exchange and when when I'm looking at you know the people who actually go off the edge on this I mean that's been my interest and my questions and my pursuit is where is the observer when this particular event or action happened and then to actually understand in the in this world of duality and the right and the wrongs and the yeses and the noes and the goods and the bads there is the acting out of that you know the examples of the many teachers of wisdom that we call the prophets have have spoke so often and in their own way each are saying judge not least you are judged meaning least you know for us to judge someone else is to have a fixation on making that something that we're going to have to deal with as well okay to to not particularly stereotype goodness to where everybody's going to have to conform to it or they fall off the table of your willingness to say they're good people or they're whatever you know to understand the opposites and especially like what we learn in our medicine wheel and our sun wheel is war doesn't resolve it killing the other doesn't resolve it it's just going to crop up in another and stronger way. It mutates itself, that hate, that bitterness. It mutates itself. It's still going to be present. So it's us looking at it and understanding and knowing, you know, when that exchange from the soul and, and the observer with the body, and then when it's finished with whatever that mission is and why ever you were sent in. And remember, you were chosen and sent in with your own code and message. Your fingerprint says, nobody else has got that. What are you doing with it? How are you, how are you assured and feeling in yourself that you're right on purpose? See, that, that makes this love, this, this respect of the body, this taking care of the body, it's like the altar, you know, I've shared this many times, and I'm sure some of the ongoing listeners are really familiar with this, but in my language, the word for body and altar, meaning a sacred place to where the source meets the instrument, the altar, the holy place, the place where the offering is made, where macro and micro meet, okay, that's the body. So 
you know, how you care for it, how you respect it, how you anoint it. You know, we, we anoint the bodies at death. Uh, excuse me? It's over. You know, the anointing is an every day and many times in the day when you're acknowledging the beauty and, and the, the gifting of what the body just accomplished. The anointing of that, the anointing is consecrating it to what has just happened and to express the value of that. Okay, that fingerprint at the end of your fingers has yet to be determined just how much it says about you, other than it's your, any one of ours is different than anyone else. The lines in it actually is a binary code. The fact that you have five flanges at the end of this arm that you call your fingers, all of that is significant. All of that has its own place in helping us create a language called mathematics or some other name that we can actually then control it and emphasize it and do our dance with it. So basically then the test that we're looking at and the very nature of the consciousness that we're so willing to talk about and brag about and you know carry on that you know we're making so much progress and everything that are we really you know if you if you had just taken beautiful beautiful beings if you had just taken those self-help books one just one and you read it until you assimilated meaning you were doing as you have now learned how much farther could we be you know, you read it and you get excited about it and, you know, and, and I constantly promote you going to other doings, you know, go go to any group and seminar and people of like mind and like pursuits are because you're every time you go, you extend yourself. Meet people, you know, don't just go with somebody and cluster in a little corner and be a little click. You go there and you look at, oh my gosh, look at this, this smorgasbord, this wealth of people that you now are with that you didn't know before. You meet and you expand yourself and you, you, your reach is more powerful when you go to these events and participate. Participate, keyword, participate. Not just sit there like a drone listening, but up and making connections, making awareness, reaching out and touching others. And the, those gatherings are so rewarding. And like I said, you're empowered by whatever new information you put in. When you hear something that you didn't quite grasp before, when someone else says something, you know, people will say to me, well, why would I need another teacher when I'm working with you? Because you, somebody else will say the same thing I'm saying, only in a different way that might help you grab a little bit more of it, you know. Never limit yourself to one. I, I all the students I've had, I've introduced them so to so many different other people and other workshops and people doing the service and stuff. You know, it's like go try it, go see it, find out what you can get from there. You know, uh, it it's it's you being willing to make those things work in your life. And uh, I had one uh, person, very challenging person. Obviously, a man who wants to believe he has the only answers, okay, as far as, as what he has demonstrated to me. 
at one would cha- would actually challenge, you know, other people's gift or understanding of something, and maybe they were a little bit different than his. It, it, the difference is determined by each one of us, not so much what any one person's saying, but how you're taking it and and what it's going to do inside you. Again, there's that fingerprint. Your uniqueness and individuality is not going to see it the same as everybody else, and neither is it supposed to. You know, so the listening to the many, participating to the many, and, and I've, I've actually had people stop in relationship with me because I would promote people I'd be working with, and they wanted mm-hmm. to make everybody their own. These are my people. These, this is my group. And I would recommend somebody that was doing parallel work, like the same kind of work, you know, Maybe you'd want to go and actually participate with them. And my partners would get furious with me and say, why would you send our people to somebody else? And it's like, because I don't own them. Neither do you. And I'm watching them not grasp. I'm watching them not do what they can do. And I just feel if we walk all the way around the elephant, then we're going to know what the elephant is. But if I'm only talking to the trunk of the elephant, nobody's ever going to get any further than the trunk of the elephant. And everybody's perspective is like the seasoning and spices in the meal. And, you know, the meal is the same, but now there's a flavor or a reflection or a particular that's so beautiful. And, and it's, it, that's in recognition of the individuality, the uniqueness of each one of us. You can take what I'm saying, and by the time you put it into the way you understand it or how it affected you, you'll be using different words. And maybe in the way you will express it will help somebody grasp a greater strength from it. We have to be willing to look at that. You know, the, the thing in the spiritual community is the sense of ownership that we put on people who come to share and to listen the empowerment is to empower them to take it and seed it and use it in their life become the example and teach others so you know all of this ownership stuff is just not consciously powerful okay so then then when we come to the other challenge that i've met is people who'll say to me well, how come you get to talk to these people? Why can't I just go and meet these people at these gatherings? Okay, first off, are you willing to actually change what has to be changed in order for them to be willing to be in your field of energy? Because that's the the choice that has to be made. And that challenge will be how much of these particular understandings of the expansive consciousness are you really doing? Because nothing is forbidden you. It's just, are you ready for it? Can you take, you know, the example I often use is, okay, you want to do the marathon. You know, how many 26 or 30 mile runs are you doing a day to prepare yourself for the inevitable encounter of the marathon? You know, how many laps in the pool how do you easily get through, you know, before you can't breathe anymore? So there is a conditioning to the field of energy. It's just a, still based on the simplicity of energy. 
you know, the impact of a field of energy and what a person can emanate, you know, are you conditioned for that? Are you ready for that? Because, see, it can be harmful. Here's what people don't want to accept. They'll say, oh, but I'm not good enough. No, you're not strong enough. You're not clear enough. Okay, and that means then exposing you or putting you into this could actually be harmful. People who force the experience of the Kundalini become schizophrenic. Because there are things, there are practices, there are particular methods that have been exposed that can actually force the rise and the igniting of the kundalini. Okay, the kundalini is the fire or the powerful uh, blast of energy that moves up through our meridians and mostly through what we would consider our spine and our centers chakras, whatever you see them as, the particular alignment or the course of activity of major parts of our uh, organs in our body. And so then people get into schizophrenia or someone even mm -hmm. shared with me, a, a doctor, a psychiatrist shared with me that he has seen people to become psychotic. And it's nothing more than forcing something before the person was ready. No different than you would not be able to finish the marathon if you're a sedentary person who sits in front of a computer seven days a week for 12 hours. You'd have to condition your mind and the body's endurance of such a physical uh, exertion and need. Well, it's no different with this. You're not, it's not saying you're not worthy. You're worthy of whatever you set yourself to, but at the, the point of can you carry it is on are you conditioned and ready. And in the particular groups, you have to realize my, my participation in this is 70, 75 years, okay, what the existence of life is, is has always been there. And that I live what the walk, the talk that I'm doing. You have to look and see where you're at with yours. Because you are surely never going to be denied, beloveds, never. And in that oneness, the whole thing is there are a few that are holding the field, allowing for everyone to finally get to the goal of having the full consciousness and coming to the evolutionary uh, progress and success of what that consciousness is evolving to. So you, you know, there's no need for you to feel left out or not worthy or not good enough. Just get to your practices. Start doing the workout. Start making it happen in your life. Assimilate it. And don't try to do the whole gamut. You know, I, I find that some of the, when we were talking, some of the elders were saying that it's like they bring the greed into the learning. And I first said, I, I'm, I don't understand the word greed in that. And they said, well, the fact that they try to get it all at one time. And I, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, my word for that would, could, greed could definitely be a part of a person's patterns. But I see that as just an immense hunger. And so you have, you have to take it where you are and start using it 
where you are so that you can see the change in effect and then celebrate the rewards of that. Like I said, the, the, the source is talking to the body. The body is a temporary part of you expressing yourself in this physical dimension. Respect it. It's a gift. Care for it. Anoint it. Talk to it. Touch it. Look at it. And then and, and adorn it in a way that you feel beautiful and you feel the sacredness. That's all part of it. You know, to wrap one of the early experiences of life is still so very powerful to me is when I have pushed the body as far as I can physically expect it to go in assisting me in work and service. And I realize that it, I'm taking notice of it telling me time out. And I'll grab a shawl or a blanket and put it around my shoulders and cuddle myself. Cuddle my body. And I talk to it. The observer part is talking to it. And I get into a, a state of meditation to where I'm totally aware of this all-loving and inspiring part of me, this, this, this presence. And I know that in that moment, I am totally ignited and lit from being in the presence of the source, ever loving, ever encouraging. And there's, there's no words that I can give you to, to actually really help you understand that. Your experience with it is what you need. And this ever loving presence is yours as much as it is anybody's. And for you to bring yourself to the particular point of acceptance and uh, evidence of the birthing of, the awareness of, the evolving to. That's what we're talking about here. And you, you're, you're on key, and I, I would think that most of you on this particular channel listening to me, you've done a great deal of study. So you have many books, not just one. You have many books. You have many experiences because I'm sure you've probably attended a number of seminars and workshops and gatherings. And each one, like I said, an opportunity for you to extend your reach, to have more family, extended family, meeting people, bringing beautiful loved ones into your life. I, I accept with no, nothing, no validation that I need. I just know I love humanity. I love all life. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time. So I say to you, Olama Aliyaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. 
For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com com slash forward and it's V-E-N period P-A period R-I-S period H-A and make sure that you share what you want to say and come on to the program. Remember, as of August, we will be actually going live and you'll begin to really talk back to me and share your stuff and I look so forward to that. So until then, know we are blessed. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com.
the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done